Do you hate your fantasy team as much as Marcus Lattimore hates Mike Evans? I doubt it. It's time for Garbage Time. Garbage Time Fantasy Football tonight. It is me and Ryan running the show. How are you doing tonight, Ryan? Good, good. How about you? It was it was nice for both of our teams to actually win. So I don't think I've uh, ever seen the Jets do something like that. I've heard since 2000. There was something like 2,229 games, and that has only happened once. And my team did it. God forbid we ever get a fucking break. Anyway, guys, if you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, like and subscribe to the show. We'd love to hear from you. You can also listen to us in audio formats on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. You can reach us on Instagram at Garbage Time Fantasy Football and on Twitter at Garbage underscore Time FF. Ryan, are you ready to get into the news? Let's do it. News updates. As I alluded to right at the beginning of the show, yes, Marcus Lattimore does hate Mike Evans, but I think he woke up a little bit happy today. Mike Evans has been suspended for one game, and this is going to affect your fantasy rosters in the upcoming weeks. What is your thoughts on the Mike Evans suspension, Ryan Warner? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's expected. I don't think I don't think any of that surprised anybody. Um, definitely, definitely hurts. Kind, of, I mean, Tom Brady's been struggling the past two weeks. And now he's going to be losing his uh, wide receiver one in that offense. And is Godwin still out with an injury? Godwin's still uh, banged up with the injury. Julio, yeah. I believe, is going to be a game time decision this weekend. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do with that wide receiving court because uh, Brady's over there throwing tablets and can't seem to stand the players around him. And then it's in the middle of a divorce proceeding. So, you know, nothing going good for him right now except wins. Yep, exactly. Um, they, they haven't been pretty wins, but they've been – Pulling it out still, but fantasy owners with Brady probably haven't been too thrilled. No, absolutely not. Guys, if you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football or completely completely disagree with us, leave us voicemails at www.garbagetimeff.com. You can click on it on the right side of your screen, and we will play them live on the show, on the waiver show, or the preview show in the upcoming days. Uh, something to monitor also in the news is Devin DuVernay's concussion. What are your thoughts on Devin DuVernay the first two weeks? Does he seem explosive enough to play even if he does come back from concussion protocol this week, Ryan? I don't know. I mean, obviously, week one had a very, you know, strong showing. And then this past week had that kick return for a touchdown. Um, didn't get a ton of work in the passing game this past week. Two receptions on 42 yards. I don't know if I fully trust it yet. Um I mean, if you're hurting and need to throw someone in the flat spot, there's worse options. But I don't know if you can expect consistent production out of him yet. Okay, and have you heard anything on the Dalton Schultz knee injury, which he exited with before the end of the game last night? They're saying it is the same thing that Zeke was dealing with last season. Oh, uh, shit. It's, it's a PCL injury. Mm -hmm. um, they're saying the news is positive, so it's looking like they're not expecting him to miss significant time. Um, 
their Nets game's a Monday game at least, so they gets an extra day, but that's still up in the air whether he'll be playing or not. You starting him if he's playing? I think so, yeah. Um, I just tight end security blanket for Cooper Rush. I think God, the tight ends have been bad. so bad too. Yeah, he'll get enough work to justify it. Um yeah, tight end position's been rough. I got Kyle Pitts in Dynasty, hasn't really been performing. Um, my my Friar Muth hype, though, has been looking pretty decent. Yeah, you seem to be on the right side of that bet. I'm not doing too well right now. Uh, <laughs> speaking of other injuries, I'm just going to skate right over there like that doesn't exist <laughs> and talk about some even worse news, especially to my Dynasty team, considering this man is on my Dynasty team. Trey Lance broke his ankle, and he is going to be out for the season. What the hell are Trey Lance owners going to do in the upcoming week? Are they going to be looking at Tua, spending all the fab on the waiver wire if they've got him? Also, what's if, your thoughts on Jimmy G? If Tua is if Tua is available on your free agent wire, I definitely think he's worth a look. Um, I'm I last last game was probably a little bit of a unicorn. You're not going to be able to expect that consistently, but with the weapons he has, um, he has the tools to score consistently. But also, we talked about about them last week. I still think Carson Wentz and Jared Goff might be might be looks. Um, both of them threw for what three touchdowns for Wentz, four touchdowns for Goff. Uh, their schedules aren't too bad, um, so they might be looks as well. And Jimmy G, I don't think would be a bad a bad plan either. He's a he's a veteran. It's not like you're getting a it's not like a Dallas situation where you have Cooper Rush coming in who doesn't really have much experience in, in NFL games starting. Uh, so Jimmy G wouldn't be it, but I think I would go Carson Wentz. I would definitely take two a top then probably Carson Wentz. Can you look at Joe Flacco with 102 passes the last two weeks going up against the Bengals defense my, this upcoming week, which made Cooper rush look good. My concern with Joe Flacco is yes, you could do that, but I think it would be a very short rental because you might know better than me. It's looking like Zach Wilson for a week. Four or five? Probably for week four. So it'd be a pretty short-term rental. So I might go with one of those other guys that you know will probably be playing the whole season. Um, but if throw a dollar on him, I doubt anyone's bidding on him. He could be your safety net, you know? Angry Christian for the heckling fandom is in here, not sending us voicemails. Instead, sending us comments says, get Jimmy G. I wish he was on waivers, Christian, in my dynasty league. Unfortunately, he's not. I'm going to be scraping the barrel for a few weeks hoping that the cougar hunting Zach Wilson comes back and helps me in week four or five. <laughs> anyway, in some more news, let's talk about some receivers. Unfortunately, it's just a lot of injuries this week. Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler were both banged up for the Broncos. What's your thoughts on these injuries going forward? And is Sutton now a must-start? Um, yeah, that Jerry Judy injury hurt um, because once he came out, I, I, had, I started him in a couple of leads. They're saying it's not serious um let me see i just they're saying day to day but if judy's out or on a snap count obviously sutton's value skyrockets we saw him perform very well once judy exited the game um despite russell wilson's shitty start to the season yeah i mean you had judy went for i mean sutton seven receptions 122 yards with with Judy leaving pretty early. So obviously very high value if uh, Judy is out. Okay. Hunter Renfro is also in concussion protocol. Are you more concerned about Hunter Renfro or other players in concussion protocol this week? Uh, who else is in concussion protocol? Um, 
Duvernay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they haven't given an update on him yet. I'm seeing when his next, when is his next game? He probably plays Sunday, right? Um, let's see. That's definitely going to be something to monitor because obviously in most leads, if you have Renfro, you're probably starting him. Uh, Duvernay, you probably weren't. Um, so definitely worth watching. Um, if he is out, if if, Ren, if Renfro, for whatever reason, is not playing, some other guys on that team they might be able to look at. Obviously, um, Darren Waller will probably start to get some more looks. Uh, finished with six receptions on 50 yards and a touchdown. And then surprisingly out of nowhere, Matt Collins. No idea who that is. Five receptions, six yards. Um, so n- very quiet day for Devontae Adams. Do you think Surprisingly. that was, you just think that was kind of a, a fluke? Still trust him going forward. Do you see his him getting a, a lot more look? I mean, we, we saw that first game where Derek Carr was throwing it to him, regardless of how many defenders were there. And then this week, kind of only two receptions on 12 yards and a touchdown. It's an albatross. Look for him to have 150 yards next week. Yeah. All right. Angry Christian's in here with another comment for the heckling fandom. I told him to leave a voicemail and he goes, oh, I definitely will be leaving a voicemail this week. I'm guessing this will be in reference to him probably stopping Ron in fantasy football this week. So he's he's going to want to flap his wings a little bit and let Ron know what he feels about that. And our next oh, little bit boy. of news. That we, what? Yeah, no, I can't wait for that voicemail either. And our nice little bit of news, Alan Lazard returned from injury and looked like the Packers' number one ride receiver. Do you think this is going to continue to be the case going forward? Or is the surprising play of Sammy Watkins going to deter that? I I think it's going to be Sammy Watkins. Um, but even still, you saw Lazard got the touchdown. And Sammy Watkins, even though he definitely led in the yards, it was still off of three receptions. So... Tardis share is about the same. I think it's going to be one of those two guys. I don't. It. I. I don't. I don't see Rogers going to the, the younger guys. Uh, Christian Watson. I don't see him using him or really that Romeo Dubs. Um, but I think Alan Lazard can have fantasy value coming going forward. Yeah. No, I agree with that too. All right, Ryan, you ready to get into the uh, recap on the week? Let's do it. <laughs> Guess what, JJ? You aren't here to say anything about the the screen, and it's still here. So we're going to do the NFL recap in a little bit of a different format to hopefully speed this up for you guys, because I know listening to every game for an hour and a half can be a little daunting. So we've broken down what has happened in this past NFL week into three categories, the good, the bad, and the surprising. So I'm going to leave this up to Ryan with which category he'd like to talk about first, and then we'll go down the list of what happened in those categories. So yes. you want the good, the bad, or the surprising first? Well, let's go with the good. Let's start off on a high note. Yeah, and then just talk about shit as the show goes on. So first little bit of stuff that we saw that was good was the running backs in the late night Sunday game. Aaron Jones with 15 carries, 132 yards, one touchdown, three receptions, so getting some work in the passing game, 38 yards, and a receiving touchdown, so getting all the work. And David Montgomery with 15 carries, 122 Two receptions and 14 yards. Are both of these guys number one receive, receiving tight uh, running backs going forward? 
definitely for Aaron Jones, it kind of seems like he is definitely taking over that lead role. Um, haven't really seen much out of AJ Dillon whatsoever. Uh, so, and I was, I'm an Aaron Jones owner in one of my leads. So I was very happy with that. David Montgomery. It's hard because while he's performing well, it, the team itself is losing um, because it, the way that they're running their offense right now is not necessarily sustainable. Um, only 11 attempted passes the whole game. Um, but they didn't have very much offense to begin with. 11 attempts for passes and then only another 15. I, I, I still put David Montgomery in RB2 category uh, just because I don't really know if I trust that team's offense. Yeah, well, they seem to be rushing about. And uh, talking about when you were here, this goes to the bad category. We can skip over this. This was actually on the list, too, was the Bears' passing game. He has thrown a fifth of the amount of passes that Joe Flacco has. That's Justin Fields, a fifth of the amount of passes Joe Flacco has. Not good. They need to get that passing game going, and that would be getting him some more help on the outside. Because I think there's something there with that team. Um, obviously, with the running game, it seems to work, but – you need a little bit more of a balanced attack. And now they can get past this week and get past the Packers and get back to playing other teams that don't crush them every time they play. Well, and off of that, too, with the passing game, is that it has completely destroyed Darnell Mooney's value. Um, I know, Dan. We didn't mean to get so negative in the good category, but holy shit. <laughs> yeah, one reception for 90 to four yards. Um, not good for people that were high on him this season. Now, a lot of people viewed him as wide receiver one on that offense, and it's just not. Two weeks in, it's not looking good. It's still early, but it's it has not been good. It is, and Anchor Christian is in here with another comment. Says, "I love the recap drop. By far my favorite." That's right. Another vote for it to stay. Thank you from Christian from the Heckling fandom. More good news. So this is my favorite news on the day. Garrett Wilson in his breakout game, leading the Jets to a improbable two minute victory, had 102 yards with two touchdowns and getting an immense amount of separation against any of his target defenders. Ryan, what was your thoughts on Garrett Wilson? You obviously know my thoughts on him. I think he's established himself as a true number two wide receiver in the NFL right now. And I think you could play him every week from now on. Uh, yeah. He, he's approaching that where, I mean, he's, he's a starter every week. I think he's well on his way, if not already there to be in the wide receiver one in that offense. The only thing that makes me nervous is what do we see happen when Zach Wilson comes back? As we know, Zach Wilson really likes Corey Davis. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens with, with Zach Wilson's return. But if, if things keep pumping like this, then Garrett Wilson definitely wide receiver too. Man, here's Christian laying on the gasoline just a little bit more. Yeah, JJ, Darnell Moody sucks. And yes, this falls into the bad category, Christian. How many yards did he have, Ryan? Was it less than five? Darnell Mooney had one reception for negative four yards. <laughs> Great for um, fantasy football. On top of the Jets, I think this might be a bad and good category. Go How are you feeling about the Brees Hall-Mike Carter split? Each got seven carries. Brees Hall, obviously much more efficient with 50 yards, averaging seven yards a carry. Michael Carter, 23 yards with three yards per carry. So both of them are flex viable, I think, right now with Brees Hall heading towards running back two potential. That's the way I see it's going to be carrying out, and I think Brees will be getting more work. I said right after week two, 
going into the season. So I think he's right on pace of what I think he was going to actually do. So look for the pattern to continue and look for him to get more yards against the Bengals next week. Insane. Wanna, that was a incredible. Anyone to be able to watch. I love that. I, after 20-something years of misery, I think it's fair for me to get a treat once in a while, and that was one hell of a treat. Sunday ticket must have known because it went haywire and went down for the day, so I couldn't watch the Patriots, so I had to watch the Jets, and it ended up working out. Could have came over to my house. I could have had it on the TV <laughs> for you. All right, now let's talk about another treat from an AFC East team, the Dolphins wide receivers. Man, they were absolutely insane. So Dolphins wide receivers. for that matter. Yeah, no shit, man. Tyreek goes for 190 and two touchdowns at 11 receptions. And Jalen Waddle goes for 11 receptions for 171 and two touchdowns. So here's the question, Ryan. This obviously falls into the good category, but are both of these guys viable number one wide receivers for your fantasy team for the rest of the season? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. I'm starting to get the vibe that the Dolphins are realizing what they have. Um they let Tua attempt 50 passes this game. You mean speed um, and a lot of it? Definitely, definitely more than what they allowed the last game. I think they're going to kind of change their game plan and just become a team that airs it out, which you should if you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle there. And that offense not only is supporting both of those wide receivers, but they're also, they also had a strong tight end performance. Mike DeSatti, four receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. Um, can't ask for much more than that out of your tight end position if you don't have one of those top two guys. Uh, so I, I say yes. I think they're very viable. You could start them as your wide receiver once. They going to challenge the Bills? Oh, I don't. I don't know about that. That that Bills defense is a, vaunting and tough. A monster. I mean, look what they're doing to the um, Titans. Titans right now. 34 to 7. It's just not even. The route is on. (laughs) An animal with three touchdowns. So. Well, don't don't count them out yet after all of yesterday's uh, improbable comebacks. That's true. It's not not looking good. And you know what? That's why I am all for the teams that just never let off the gas and people complain about it. But it's like when you do, look what happens. All right. Let's keep talking about this wide receiver heavy weekend. I'm going to say Brown. A wide receiver one once again scoring two touchdowns this past weekend is Amon Ross St. Brown and number one wide receiver for the entire season. And you know, I'm kicking myself because you were trying to unload him. I was, and you didn't take the, the bait. And I said it was a fluke. He came out at the end of the season. It was a it wasn't it wasn't gonna carry over this year. And then jokes on me, because obviously it has. Um, and he's really kind of carrying Goff's fantasy value, which is why Goff is is a potential waiver wire target for those Trey Lance owners. Um, not to mention, Amari St. Brown also had two carries for 68 yards in the yep. rushing game. Um, so they're using him everywhere. He's obviously turning into that kind of gadget player where you can just do so much with him. Um, you know, out of 20 completed passes by Jared Goff, nine of them went to St. Brown. So almost is- 50%. Is this indicative of him indicative of him being the true number one wide receiver even when Jamison Williams comes back in November? I think so because Jamison Williams is gonna take time for him to acclimate to the offense. And I also think they're gonna take it easy with Will Jamison. I don't think they're gonna rush him in or 
be playing him full board right away. Uh, I think St. Brown remains the wide receiver one for this season. Speaking of high-end wide receiver twos, someone's actually living up to his expensive-ass contract. Christian Kirk comes away with two touchdowns again this week and is appearing to be a top 24 option week in and week out, given that there's only two weeks. But what's your thoughts on Christian and Kirk going forward? Is he going to keep this level of play up? I mean, it's it's definitely looking good. He's obviously one of Trevor Lawrence's favorite targets, and that's to Evan Ingram, who also had seven receptions for 46 yards, compared to Dan Arnold's one for eight yards, Joe. Just want to throw <laughs> that out to you. Yeah, that ain't looking good either. You've got a few bets over me, I see. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Christian Kirk, um, obviously living up to that contract. A lot of people were kind of trashing it, thought they overpaid. Um, but he's definitely a viable fantasy starter. I don't know if I, I don't think he, I don't, I, I put him at wide receiver two range still just because of that offense. But um, it'll be interesting to see what they do against the team that's sweet because the Colts are just incapable of mounting any offense with Matt Ryan back there. You, you love to bring up these apology bets tonight, Ryan. So uh, again, how many yards does Devontae Parker have so far this year? Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take my three to year one. <laughs> All right. Uh, cancel the writers, yeah. Yeah. It's going to cancel on. Both of us are just going to be miserable for one night reading a shitload of apology bets. Yep. I still owe one to I still owe one to JJ too. I'm sure that one will be coming when we're on a show again together. All right, so let's continue with the wide receiver trend that continues to just roll on. Two rookies performed very well: Drake London and Chris Olave. Olave being the clear number one wide receiver of the Falcons. So, what are their outlooks going forward for both the Saints and the Falcons? Yeah, so like you said, the Falcons, um, London clearly emerging quicker than I thought he would um, as the as the go-to guy there. Um, eight receptions off of 80, for 86 yards and a touchdown. So it, it wasn't even just a fluke, one fluke play. Um, once again, out of 17 completions, eight of those went to Drake London. So almost 50% is what Mariota was throwing to him. Um so obvious, I, I think he's a viable starter week to week now. It's insane to say that in dynasty leagues, when you were drafting between him and Garrett Wilson, I don't think you could have gone wrong on either level. Honestly, they both look viable. Um, I kind of wish that I had the Jets player currently, but we'll see how that turns out as the full season goes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, like you mentioned, Chris Olave, uh, not as – he just didn't get the touchdown is really what – what hurt his value just and I think that's just Michael Thomas such a big red zone target that he's going to get so much of that agreed and the last thing I've got under the good category Jeff Wilson proving that he is the number one running back coming off that injury at the position getting 18 carries 84 yards two receptions on 19 and I think this helps that Jimmy Garoppolo's back because that's going to give more viability to the running back position. Probably helps Devo out too. Jeff Wilson continue this into week three and four? Yeah. Yep. I think, uh, like you said, it's clear he's he's going to be the the rusher. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price did get a decent amount of carries as well. The rookie, 14, but wasn't nearly as efficient with them. 
Um, so I think Jeff Wilson's the guy. Yeah, Terry Davis Price is expected to be out for a few weeks too. So he is injured. Oh. Take him off your waiver wire list for tomorrow, which there will Definitely. be a show on that too. All right, Ryan, we have reached the other two categories, the surprising or the bad. So do you want to go probably good or bad or completely bad? Let's go bad. Let's go completely bad. Oh, so let's just go straight to the negatives right here. All right, so this is a negative for Travis Etienne. James Robinson appears to be seeing twice as many snaps as Travis Etienne. So the committee is on the value that you were driving drafting Travis Etienne is not pulling up to par currently. And Robinson is getting the first and second down work. It looks healthy. Is this bad for Travis Etienne going forward? I think so. Um, and I think a lot of people are thinking that it's going to start to go the other way. But if, if James Robinson's still being efficient, I really don't foresee it. Um, aside from an injury, 23 carries to Etienne's nine. Uh, and also got the red zone work for the touchdown. So I really don't think so. The one plus to ETN is uh, he did get three receptions for another 33 yards. Uh, but it's definitely the James Robinson show right now. So the fantasy managers that took him at a late, late ADP value are definitely reaping the rewards right now. All right. And speaking of running backs who don't seem to be reaping the rewards after a great play in week one. Rashad Penny is now facing down the prospect of being outsnapped by Travis Homer. What the hell are the Seattle Seahawks thinking? Especially considering they have another rookie that was playing in that game. Yeah, I don't want any part of it. Um, I wasn't big on Penny at the start of the season. Then he had one okay game um, where he got a majority of the snaps. But just their rushing workload split right now is ridiculous. You had Penny with six carries. Walker with four, Homer with two. So it's just not looking good. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Um, I'm a little concerned. I, I think Rashad Penny will still get the majority of the work there. I think he's the most talented running back currently on the roster. It'll take a little bit of time to get the rookie acclimated. Um, so I've got my fingers crossed he's going to bounce back in week three and that Travis Homer – Will not I'll snap him because he's just the third down back and they get into a bad game strip. Here's another negative. The entire Colts passing game. It feels like a situation that Matt Ryan is just dragging right down into the ground. Their leading receiver was Ashton Doolin with 79 yards. Are you completely avoiding the Colts passing game for week three? Yeah, I am. I am out on the Colts. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan. Three touchdowns, 50% completion rate. He's he's killing John Taylor's value because they can't even get into the red zone. Yep. It's that until Pittman comes back, that offense is just completely stagnant. Yeah, no, they need Pity City back and they need it back desperately because the Jaguars just absolutely trounced them. Yeah. It, it didn't even feel close. And All right, speaking. They, they have a tough game coming up not sweet. They got the Chiefs not sweet. So. Not looking any better. May want to pick the over on that game. Well, on the Colts, on the Chiefs side anyway. Yes. All right, speaking of abysmal portions of an offense, the Ravens rushing game is absolutely abysmal outside of Lamar Jackson. My God, did they need J.K. Dobbins back. What's your thoughts on the rushing game for the Baltimore Ravens this past weekend? Yeah, absolutely stay away from it until J.K. Dobbins is bad. Uh, 
absolutely nothing there. Um, other than Lamar, their next leading rusher was Justice Hill with 16 yards. Ugly. There, there's just nothing there. Um, we didn't mention it in the good, but very solid game from Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. Uh, Mark Andrews, it's kind of expected. Bateman might be a little bit of a surprise, so definitely a, a good a good pickup for those that drafted Bateman. Look for the passing game to be good for the Ravens because they sure as shit can't run the ball outside of Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. All right, here's a little bit of a bad. The Jets did have something bad going on this past week. Uh, what the hell is Ty Johnson doing in the committee in the backfield with Carter and Brees Hall? That made no sense to me why he was getting carries. No, they just need to – I think sometimes teams like overthink it. I don't know why. I just makes no I, sense. Yeah, and I just yeah, just stop doing it. That's all I gotta say. Speaking of things to stop doing, why is Darren Waller losing snaps to Foster Moreau? That seems pretty bad for the Raiders' offense. Yes, it was good early in the game, but they ended up losing. And I think Darren Waller is a decent weapon to get to. Is there something going on with him? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I had my eyes on Foster a little bit in the off season. I know Waller always hasn't been super healthy, but he was still going kind of early in fantasy drafts for tight ends. Um, so not, not great. Really the touchdown saved his fantasy day. Okay. And here's a surprising question question this is two offenses one which is more prolific when their weapons are actually healthy in a room that seems to be very confusing so i'm going to ask you a question and verse this to you are you more trusting of the bucks passing game for this upcoming week from the garbage we saw with Perriman engaged now that evans is suspended and all those injuries or are you more comfortable taking someone for fantasy football from the New England crowded room with Bourne leading them with over 100 yards this past weekend? So would you rather have someone from the wide receiver room for the Fox this upcoming week or the New England Patriots? On it, and check my bias here, but I'm almost thinking I would, in a PPR league, if we're, if we're talking PPR, um, I'm more likely to look at the Patriots, and I would I would go Jacoby Myers. PPR leads, nine receptions, 95 yards. Nelson Aguilar did have a really good game, six receptions for 110 yards and a touchdown. I'd want to see a little bit more out of him before I trusted him. But you know Jacoby Myers is going to get peppered with targets. Uh, so I think I, I would trust Jacoby Myers over whatever the Bucs are going to have next week. Would you play him over Julio Jones if he plays next week? Yes. I wouldn't. Uh, anyway, speaking of wide receivers that are completely garbage for fantasy football and just garbage in general, depending on their contract, Kenny Galladay had two snaps. Is it time to cut it loose? Get rid of it. Yeah, let it go. If you haven't cut him yet, it's it's time to do it. Um, I know most people probably drafted him really late just in case. I'm sure there's something more valuable on the waiver wire. Cut Cut him loose, snide one of those steals on the waiver wire. Um, Try Sterling Shepard on the yeah, same team. Very low risk, high reward. I don't foresee Kenny Dollar Day having some crazy breakout. Um, so I, I think you'll be okay. Do you need to shit on the Bears passing game anymore? Again, 11 passes. 11, it's just not sustainable. Um, and, I mean, I guess it's different if you have like a Derrick Henry back there. What are we doing with Darnell Mooney? Yeah. Like, and you – 
I just I can't either. It's just, it just makes no sense. Um, completely kills Justin Fields' value. I think J. I mean JJ rated him the highest out of our our four respective quarterbacks, um, and it's just not working well. They need to figure that out because he's way too talented to be dealing with the bullshit that he dealt with this week. Eleven throws, insane. Is there uh, anything else you need to bitch about or add to the bad category of this past recap? Um, one more thing. Uh, I think any Bengals fantasy owner is this not is true. not happy. Uh, Joe Burrow on pace to be sacked like a hundred times or something ridiculous. Uh, it has really hurt the T Higgins, Jamar Chase value. They they allegedly spent all this money to boost that offensive line, and it is not showing. All right. So are we ready to get into the surprising category of yeah. this past weekend? Yeah, we're just surprising. All right. This is definitely a little bit surprising, but the Lizard King is producing really great reactions. Is Watkins into our lineup, or is this him being a chameleon? I think you it depends on needy. I you I I I think uh Rogers you do is, you <laughs> is yeah, but I think Rogers is gonna be looking for him. I think it's gonna be Lazard and Watkins. I don't think he's gonna be looking at those younger guys. Yeah, I don't it's weird. I I, I don't want to trust Sammy Watkins. You've just been it's, it's by all him Watson's fault for dropping so out. many times in the year, and he didn't do anything with Patrick Mahomes, but he's doing it with Aaron Rodgers. It's yeah, interesting. Uh, speaking of surprising comebacks, it seems that uh, Kyler Murray put down the remote of Call of Duty and actually decided to play in the second half of this game. He was playing absolutely abysmal, and he erased a 20-point deficit uh, lead going into halftime and finished with over 23 fantasy points, which is a pretty solid finish. So are you trusting Kyler Murray going forward, or is this going to be a roller coaster ride? It's going to be a roller coaster ride, but if you drafted him or bought him in auction, Whatever, for how much you paid or how early you took him, you have to start him. God. I I think I would try to trade him. Honestly. Oh, if I I, could, I, I am I don't want I don't like that roller coaster ride. I'd like something more consistent. Yeah. Should have drafted Lamar. All right. Uh backup quarterback Cooper Rush surprises the Bengals. They seem to always get upset by teams they shouldn't be. Went 19 for 31, 235 yards, and a score. But most importantly, he capped it off with a game-winning drive, and he made CeeDee Lamb and Noah Brown, 5 for 91 and one touchdown, look prominent. Can we play CeeDee Lamb and Noah Brown going forward? Um, yeah. I mean, CeeDee, I think, is a wide receiver too, but. CeeDee definitely, just because you know he's going to get the targets. Uh, Noah Brown, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm what about uh, Cooper Rush in Seattle super Oregon. flex formats? What's that? What about Cooper Rush in super flex formats? Yes, no? If you're really needy, but again, I'm looking at Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Tua, one of those guys. Yeah, I feel like that would be the lower end of the options there. So I would still hold off on Cooper Rush. You can probably pick him up on your waivers and sit him for another week and see where that goes, but – Impressive. He, he played a lot better than, than we were expecting. We thought the Bengals' defense was going to absolutely crush him this week. Surprising win there by the Cowboys. Uh, speaking of surprising usage, how the hell isn't Raheem Mostert hurt yet? 11 carries, 
And three catches and was highly involved in the Dolphins' high-power scoring offense. I didn't think I was going to say that this year, even with Tyreek on that. Is he an absolute must-add tomorrow? No, nope, I'm still out on, on Miami's backfield. I don't really. I, I, I love the speed. I think he's a must add on, on the waiver wire show tomorrow. We'll see. Um, we'll, I'm we'll glad see. to see I won't be competing with you over there. So, all right, give me a breakdown of that backfield then. I, I thought this was surprising. So, what is well, it looking like? Why Why are you still a little bit timid about that backfield? Because then we're coming off a week versus the Patriots where we saw him only get five, five carries for 16 yards. So, I don't know. Is this going to be the use him light one week a little bit heavier another week and it keeps going back and forth between him and admin and uh admins so i'm just kind of what i'm gonna wait and see see what nuts weed brings see if he he maintains the same usage okay do you feel more comfortable with the usage of damon pierce who got 15 carries this week it kind of surprising coach actually kept their promise that they were going to use a player more uh yeah i i feel more comfortable with damon pierce i know we had mentioned last week not to not to freak out, just stay patient with him. He's he's a rookie. They're gonna, they're gonna get him there. Uh, so I'm I'm liking the way that Damian Pierce's usage is heading. Uh, Rex Burkhead wasn't used in the rushing game at all. I uh, got some receiving work, but he wasn't involved in the rushing game whatsoever. Okay, and what's your thoughts on uh, the surprising work that Darnell Williams got? Based on the injuries in that Cardinals backfield, there was thought that maybe Edo Benjamin would get some more work, but it went to Darnell Williams, who is a nice proven backup running back in this league. And there may be an injury at that position for the Cardinals. Eight carries, 59 yards, one touchdown, one reception. Could you see him get more involved in that Cardinals offense and potentially be a flex player for you going forward? Or is, is this or is this going to be just James Conner's backfield? I think it's James Conner's backfield, but if you but if James Conner's already injured week two. I think if you're a James Conner fantasy owner, you're going out and trying to grab Daryl uh, Williams because obviously he is capable of carrying the backfield if James Conner is out. Absolutely agree. All right, and shocking. The Washington Commanders offense stays hot and Curtis Samuel stays hot with 78 yards, one touchdown with Carson Wentz at the helm. Logan Thomas actually getting involved and seeing healthy. I thought I would never see him playing well again. And this offense is being productive with a lot of these guys coming off injuries. And Wentz, the glass man, playing well. So what's your thoughts on this offense going forward? Is it something that's going to be a namesake considering falling behind in such games? Yeah. Um, you know, if they're if they continue to just be involved in, in these games, whether they – they have to throw the ball. I mean, they gave up 22 points to the Jags, gave up another 36 to the Lions. Next up, they have the Eagles, which could be another shootout. Um, so I and I, I've mentioned Carson Wentz several times on this episode. I think he's a solid waiver wire ad. If you're if you're in a shaky quarterback situation or in a super flats lead, Curtis Samuel's obviously his go-to target has really sucked some of the value out of Terry McLaurin between Samuel and Dotson. Um, but I really love the value of both of those guys. Is there anything else that you would like to add to the surprising category of the shit that you saw this past weekend, Ryan? Let's see. Um, no, nope, not really. I think other than no, nope, we covered it all. 
All right, guys, if you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. You can visit us at www.garbagetimeff.com and leave us voicemails on the right side of your screen or hate mails if that's the trash you want to leave us. You can also trash us down in the comments here on these shows after the live shows. And we will answer your comments sometimes live on the show, but definitely down in the comments if you need some advice. If you'd like to listen to us in audio format, you can do that on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. You can reach us on Instagram at Garbage Time Fantasy Football and on Twitter at Garbage underscore Time FF. And come back and join us tomorrow for the waiver show because God knows going into week three, we need to actually drop some of these players we were hanging on to and hit them waivers. Ryan, is there anything you want to talk about with the heckling fandom outside of forgetting about nothing tonight? Because I think we covered it all very quickly. No, not at all. Um, I'm glad we were able to get through an episode a little bit quicker for, for everybody. I think this is a much better format that you came up with. Uh, lets us hit the high spots without having to recap every game. So, nice job. Eat shit and eat your heart out, Ron. I did a show quicker than you. Have a good night, everyone.